Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. The heavenly fire is about to fall. That is the secret of revival. Experiencing the fire that falls from heaven. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today I want to invite you as we enter into this time of rebuilding the ruins and especially a time of praying for revival for the church in these last days. Beloved, the great man of God, Evan Roberts, the one who God used as the instrument in the Welsh revival, prayed this prayer. And I believe this prayer is a prayer that is so spiritually significant for the holy fire to fall in our lives. Because without the fire, there is no revival. The Bible says that when Elijah set the altar, he rebuilt the altar and he set the wood and the fire fell from heaven. The great man of God, Evan Roberts, prayed a prayer very similar to what the Bible teaches in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 38. If we look at the prayer of Evan Roberts, he prayed, O Lord, the altar has been built, the wood has been laid, the sacrifice has been offered. Now, O Lord, we need the fire to fall. Evan Roberts was quoting from 1 Kings chapter 18, knowing that in the Bible, we see God always miraculously manifesting the heavenly fire through fire itself. But I want you to know that heavenly fire is not of this earth. And so often we as God's people many times do not distinguish the difference between strange fire, which is fire from this world and heavenly fire. So what is the difference? I want you to know that heavenly fire, the fire of God, the fire that fell from heaven that we see in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 38 when Elijah prayed the prayer just like Evan Roberts who prayed the prayer for the Welsh revival for the fire to fall and just as Solomon when he dedicated the temple the Bible says in 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1 when Solomon made an end of praying then the fire fell from heaven so what is heavenly fire and how does it fall in our lives? One of the ways that heavenly fire falls is through understanding the meaning of the word sacrifice. In Hebrew, words and concepts are so important. And every Hebrew word has a three-letter consonantal root in the word. And those roots in Hebrew words are extremely important because they give us the actual concept of what that word means in Hebrew. And the word for sacrifice in Hebrew is the word korban, but the root 
of the word korban is found in the consonantal root that means the word that is actually the word karba. And karba means to draw near. So that means when we sacrifice, we draw near to God, but that means that God draws near to us. So the purpose of the fire of God and the purpose of sacrifice in our lives is to bring heaven down to earth. That's what Evan Roberts was praying when he said, Oh Lord, the wood has been laid. The altar has been built. The wood has been laid. The sacrifice is given. Now, Father, let the fire fall from heaven. You see, beloved saints, we don't want strange fire. Strange fire comes from this earth. Strange fire is the manufacturing and the flesh of what we believe the fire of God to be. But real fire brings heaven down to earth. It brings the presence of God right to us. Now, beloved saints, in order to understand that Fire. Let's go live to the service in Anaheim, and I will be back to pray for you to be filled with the fire of God and for you to experience the fire of the Holy Spirit as we continue on seeking revival in these last days. Do whatever the Holy Ghost leads us to do. And you see, one of the reasons why I love those old songs is because it loosens us up a little bit. Because some of us come to church and we're so we're so rigid. We have just a we we're on a time clock and we're just so rigid and we just can just do only a few things and we don't know how to let the Holy Ghost have his way. We are so concerned with order and we want divine order. We don't want things to get out of hand. But I got a word for you. We've ordered our out of the supernatural. Turn to your neighbor and say, how, how in order are you right now? Hello? You see, there are times the Spirit of God's going to teach you to do something out of order. And can you imagine the, the Welsh, the Welsh people? The Welsh people are Brits. They're people who do everything by the book and they do nothing out of order. They have the utmost etiquette in all things. They want to observe everything properly. But guess what? The Holy Ghost didn't fall till midnight. I said the Holy Ghost didn't fall till midnight. You didn't hear me. I said the Holy Ghost didn't fall till midnight, and they were, didn't want to leave till the Holy Ghost fell. So that meant in the Welsh Revival... The very reserved are going to stay in the house of God till four in the morning. And that's what they did. It was so out of order. People didn't understand it. But I want you to know people were being saved. People were being touched by the power of God because it's not staying there because you feel compelled to by some rule or regulation. It was that the spirit of God was so heavy you didn't want to leave. You see, God wants to come upon us to a place that the anointing in the church is so powerful. We don't want to leave. Bend us, O oh God. Bend us out of our religious ways.
Bend us out of our old system. Bend us out of 2022, getting ready for the new year. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say, I want to be bended and go with God's plan and not mine. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has some shocking things to tell us. All right, so we see they were separated. The Levites were God's precious people who were separated from the secular, and this is accentuated. The Bible also tells us that the Levites were appointed for what is anointed. How many of you want to be appointed for what is anointed? That means you're going to live in another realm. Hello, somebody. I don't mean that you're a fanatic. I don't mean that you're no earthly good. But what I mean is that you have a calling and a focus on things outside this world. Your desire is the anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, beloved saints, we see that the Bible tells us here, look at Numbers chapter 1, verse 50. The Bible says, But you will appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony, over all of the vessels thereof, over all the things that belong to it. And they shall bear the tabernacle and the vessels thereof, and they shall minister unto it, and shall encamp round about the testimony, round about the tabernacle. Now, let me just tell you, this has told us a wealth of inf a wealth of teaching. Number one, if you are a spiritual New Testament Levite, you're called to bear the burden of the anointing. Bearing the burden of the tabernacle is bearing the burden of the anointing. That means that you are going to carry another kind of burden in this world. You are not going to carry the burden of the world or the burden of the flesh. You are going to carry a burden that has to do with come, oh God, come Holy Spirit, come uh, bring heaven down to earth, come Come with your power. Come with your anointing. Hello, somebody. And this means you've been appointed for what is anointed. That means you've been assigned a task that you're going to become an expert in the supernatural. That means an expert in knowing how the things of the Spirit operate. You say, doesn't that sound a little far-fetched, Dr. Corral? What do you mean that God wants us an expert in the supernatural? Then you just need to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Hello, somebody. Did you hear what I said? Concerning spiritual gifts, God would not have us ignorant. The Bible says, I'll show you a more excellent way. The Bible tells us to learn how to excel in edifying one another. Put your hand up right now and say, I want to learn how to excel in edifying the church. I want to learn how to excel in the supernatural so that my brother, my sister might be edified. I do not want to live in this secular, in this secular realm. I want God to translate me, hallelujah, into that anointing as never before. So the spiritual Levites bear the burden of the tabernacle. Hallelujah. The spiritual Levites are separated from what is secular. And guess what else the, the Levites do? The Levites pitch in the presence of God. That means they don't live where the other tribes live. The text is going to be very articulate about this. The Bible is going to tell us the other tribes are camped off way in the distance. But guess where the Levites live? 
They live in the tabernacle environment. They live under the glory cloud. I don't know about you, but there are some of you here that can't live without the presence of God. You've got to sleep in the presence of God. You've got to wake in the presence of God. You are hungry for the presence of God. Can I get a witness somewhere? Say this with me. I want to pitch in his holy presence. Now notice. Notice what the Bible says here. Verse 51. And when the tabernacle sets forward, the Levites shall take it down. And when the tabernacle is to be pitched. Say with me. Pitched. When the tabernacle is to be pitched, the Levites, hallelujah, shall set it up. And any stranger that comes nigh shall be put to death. What is this about? Is God out there to just kill everybody? No. I want you to understand what it is. The Levites, because of their consecrated life, have been given a special, a special ability. This word pitch doesn't just mean they learned how to set it up. Doesn't mean that they're saying, hey, let's just come on over here and just uh, you pull up this cord and you pull out that cord and we'll just set up the stakes of the tent. That is not what that means. This word pitch in Hebrew is a word nasa, which means to lift it to the highest level. I don't know about you, but I want the presence of God not to be mediocre. I want the presence of God to be lifted up to the highest level. And did you know, God wants to anoint you and train you how to be a spiritual Levite, how to change the environment and lift the presence of God to another level. Are you with me? That's why the Bible says they're going to tear it down and they're going to set it up. This word, this word, nasat. Now, let me give you just a little bit of more depth. All right. How many of you want to go just a little deeper? Say this with me. This is where gems are found. Say so you don't find a gem on the surface. Say so you got to drill for a gem. Hello, are you ready to drill for the word of God? Are you willing to go down deep into the earth and get the word? All right, the Bible is going to tell us something here that is very powerful and profound. The Bible is telling us here, hallelujah, that if we look at this in an actual hermeneutical sense of scripture, those of you say, what are hermeneutics? Hermeneutics is actually basically the science of interpreting scripture correctly. And there are rules. You don't, it's not just a free-for-all because then you can end up with a heresy. How many do not want heresy in their lives? Hallelujah. The Bible tells us if we get involved in heresies, child, that's a very dangerous thing because we could lose what God has given unto us through heresy. So we better be careful. We are hearing the right thing. And so it is so important that we understand that one of the hermeneutical rules here in the book of, in the whole entire first five books of the Bible is that it's sectioned off into what is called portions. And the book of Numbers starts out first with Numbers as a Torah portion. But then you have two other portions. These portions are labeled and they give us themes. They're little units. 
It, they separate the Bible in unit form so that you can stay consistent with the author's intent. How many of you want the author's intent? How many of you want to know what the author really meant? How many of you want to know what the author is trying to teach us? Why would we just read it? We don't read the Bible like a newspaper. We want to know what we're being taught. Hallelujah. And so we see this second unit is called naso, which means to lift up. And the third unit is called beholateka, which means when you step up. So we have lift up or set it up. And we also have when you step up. How many of you want to step up? The Bible is going to teach you how to step up. That means step up out of this realm and step into another realm. God wants to lift you up to step up. So the themes are consistent. To lift it up. That means to lift up the presence of God and to step up. That means there's a commitment on our part if we really want to step up. All right. So when we continue to study the, the, the words that, that we're being taught about the Levites, I want us to go to chapter 8 because chapter 8 begins the theme, when you step up, beholateka. Say it with me, beholateka, when you step up. So what is going to be taught to us here is how to step up. And we are going to see here something very unusual. God is going to say something about the Levites. We have had a long narrative from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 8 with a few interruptions concerning the responsibilities of the Levites, how they are appointed for what is anointed, how they are called to be the burden bearers of the anointing, how they are called to pitch in the presence of God, how they are called to lift the anointing to the pinnacle of power and purpose. Now we are going to see something else about the Levites when you step up that means everybody is called to be a spiritual Levite to step up to go up to the next level and how is that actually realized in our lives we can see this in Numbers chapter 8 notice Numbers chapter 8 verse 1 the Bible says the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak unto Aaron and say unto him when you light the lamps it literally says when you step up when you light the lamps. Now, I want you to see that in this particular portion of Scripture, God is going to tell Moses to do something unusual. He's going to say, take the entire tribe of Levi and bring them in front of the whole congregation, all 22,000 of them. Why 22,000? There's 22,000. 22,000 represents the 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And it represents their people of the word, their people fulfilling the word of the living God. He said, bring them before the congregation. And the Bible says that, that all of Israel is going to lay their hands on the Levites. And they're going to be offered as an offering unto the Lord. And you know what they're going to be offered for? They're going to be offered to be the assistants to Aaron. That means... All the Levites, all three families, thousands of them, are going to be assistants to the priests. They're going to take care of everything necessary for the anointing to flow. 
They're going to be the attendants to the anointing. That means God's going to open their eyes to know how to make the atmosphere perfect so the priest can just step into his anointed responsibility so that the anointing will flow uninterrupted. I have a word for you today. God wants to raise you up as a spiritual Levite. God wants to teach you how to prepare the presence of God. God wants to teach you how the atmosphere of heaven can come down to earth. God wants to teach you how to attack heaven and earth. God wants to teach you how to be a burden bearer of the anointing. God wants you to pitch in his presence. God wants to teach you how to lift the anointing to the pinnacle of power. We have been speaking to you about the heavenly fire, fire that cannot go out. Did you know that God made a commandment that the fire could never go out? And that is personal, powerful, prophetic, and relevant in our own life today because there's nothing in the Bible that is irrelevant. There are no words that do not produce profit. The Bible says all scripture is inspired of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. So there's something that we can learn from every part of the Bible. So the fire will never go out actually is a commandment. It is God's commandment that we have the responsibility before God to always stay bended and to always stay broken and to always stay before God in that yielded state where the Holy Spirit can use us as a vessel. And one of the ways that we understand holy fire is that water from this earth cannot quench the fire. Do you remember when Elijah built the trenches around the altar before the fire of God fell? He commanded his servants to fill the, the trenches with water. And when the fire of God fell, it consumed the water. That means the water represents trials. The water represents tears. The water represents struggles and tribulation. Did you know that the heavenly fire cannot be quenched by any trials you go through? It only ignites the fire to be stronger. It only ignites the fire to be brighter. I want you to understand, dear child of God, how do you know when the fire is in your life? The Bible tells us that Moses saw a burning bush. He saw the burning bush and he said, now will I turn aside to see what this great sight means, that the bush is not consumed. I want you to understand, dear child of God, that Moses heard God call him out of the fire. How do we know we're in the midst of heavenly fire? When you hear God call you, and sometimes in the midst of your fiery furnace, sometimes in your trials, sometimes in your tribulation, God will speak. He'll shift your direction. He will call you to a new place and to a new thing. Thank you for joining us today. I want to pray for the fire to fall on you. Heavenly Father, I pray today that the fire of God would fall upon us, remove the lukewarmness out of our lives. Jesus, you said to your church, I counsel of you to buy of me gold tried in the fire that you might be rich. We want to be rich with gold, not the corruptible gold of this world, but the gold, Lord Jesus, that passes through the fire that our faith might remain through no matter what we're going through. 
And Lord, today I release the anointing of heavenly fire on those that have been double-minded, those that are being pulled into the world, those that have had a difficult time walking in that straight and narrow path, those that have been so discouraged that you feel like you want to give up. Those of you who say, Lord, I just lost my fire, bring it back. Right now in the name of Jesus, I know heavenly fire is falling upon you and that you are receiving the fire of God, that fire that comes through baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Bible says that John said, I truly baptize you with water, but one might than I cometh, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. God, I pray that the heavenly fire would rest, would bring revelation, that that heavenly fire would keep us burning, be like lamps burning, waiting for the coming of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just speak right now the revelation of God's word. I speak right now the revelation gifts of the fire of God to be burning in your heart. And I feel that so many of you today are receiving prophetic mantles from God's word to be used in this end time to take this word that is written and cause it to become so prophetic in your life. Today, dear child of God, if you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to invite you to meet Jesus. If you have never accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, now you can do that right now in the privacy of your home. You can receive that heavenly fire we have been speaking about. Would you say this prayer with me? Wonderful Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart be the Lord of my life. Wash me clean from my sins. I want to be born again. I want to pass from death unto life. I want to become brand new. I want to become your child. If you said that prayer, also know that what awaits you is baptism in the Holy Spirit. When you become born again, the second step is baptism in the spirit. That is the fire of God. And I believe today that power that will keep us, that power that keeps us on fire for God, that fire that keeps us serving the Lord no matter what we're going through is baptism in the spirit. And God wants to give you that baptism in the spirit. Just raise your hands and just say, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Ghost. If you have prayed that prayer, there is a number on your screen and the miraculous manifestation of signs, wonders, and miracles will begin to start happening in your life as a sign that you have been baptized in the Spirit. And as our beloved Father of Pentecost, William Joseph Seymour taught, that evidence of being baptized in the Spirit comes with speaking in unknown tongues, other tongues and unknown tongues. So receive it now in Jesus' name. We love you, God bless you, and those of you who would like to partner with us during this supernatural season preparing for this time of God shifting our destinies into purpose and promise, be 
the, the announcer is going to tell you how you can be a partner with us in all of our works of Hesed around the world, helping the poor, helping orphans, building water wells, feeding children every day. Here's how. Thank you for joining us on our telecast today. We want you to know that your love is greatly appreciated. We'd like to invite you to take this opportunity to donate to our Hesed Global Missions. Let the love of Jesus shine on you today. You can help our feeding programs in Masaka, Uganda and Kampala, Uganda. Help educate children in India. We are raising up Christians who have been violated of their human rights in Pakistan through the Dr. Michelle Corral Sewing School. There are so many initiatives that need your seed. Become a part of Hesed Worldwide Global Initiatives today. Text Hesed to 77977 or visit our website, breathofthespirit.org, and click Donate to donate via PayPal. Thank you on behalf of the thousands that are helped every day by this ministry. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast. 